Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente. Welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. I hope you're all doing well today. Now, I feel like it's been a hot minute since I've talked to all of you, but in reality, I recorded two episodes for last week, and I am constantly on Instagram, or as constant as I can be when I'm not like, you know, in my courses, or like, if work's not getting too crazy, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, so I don't know, I just, I want to know how your week's going, I want to know how your days are going, and I just want to make sure that you're all doing well emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, because trust me, I have days where I feel like this pandemic is driving me insane how there still hasn't been an arrest for Brianna Taylor's cops. And also just seeing how like, how can I say this? There still hasn't been any stimulus checks sent out to all of us. It's like, does the government think we're gonna like take out money from like thin air or something like that? Because I don't know about you guys, but like, honestly, like real talk in a financial sense, I'm also kind of like, getting a little more worried just because, I mean, I am getting hours at work. I do have my courses I'm doing. However, we all know this. When you're a working college student, it's really hard to hold down a full-time job. And, well, I've had to cut back on some hours. And, well, of course, I had to cut off those hours because, I mean, I'm still in school, you know? But, yeah, so a lot of that stuff has just been stressing me out. And I want to let you know that, like, if you've just felt really, like, closed up or you feel like there's some days where you feel like you can take over the world or like then it just randomly hits you like shoot we're in a pandemic how are we gonna make it through everyone you're not alone I'm with you I feel you and we're gonna get through this so let's continue on with this episode because one of the things I do want to highlight is you know some good news because as we know so much is just going on in the world and so many topics are being brought up to light But I do also, you know, when there is good, I like to talk about it because if we're just hearing all of like the tough things that are going on right now, oh my goodness, I just, ugh, planet earth, la gente, we all just need, we all need a vacation from this pandemic, but we can't have it until, I don't know, maybe like the middle of next year. I guess we'll see how it'll all go. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm sorry that intro was a little longer than usual, but let me go ahead and get into today's um, facts of the day. I technically have like two, but it's because I really want to like get down to the nitty gritty part of like analyzing these facts because I'm in love with it. But okay, so according to the Instagram handle Latina Grad Guide, which by the way, if you don't follow, go ahead and give them a follow. I honestly love this Mujeres content. It's really inspiring and empowering, especially for Latina ex-graduate students that are really just trying to make it. But anyways, she pulled pulled up this awesome research topic that says the California State University is the nation's largest and most affordable public four-year university system and one of the most diverse. Now, before I get into talking more about that, because I have so many like things I want to say about it, I want to also include the second fact that was actually posted by We Are Me Too. And for the first time in our history, Latinos are the largest group of Californians to be admitted to the U 
UCs. UCs, there we go. And as many of you know, I myself am a UC alumni, UC Santa Barbara over here, go Gauchos. So reading this news, oh my goodness, I just could not believe it. Like, I mean, I could because honestly, Latinos were really hardworking, really empowering. You know, we work until we make it. You know what I'm saying? However, um, the when I read also read about the Cal State being one of the most largest and affordable public for your universities. I was really proud and happy to see that too, especially in a Latino um, standpoint. Because here's the thing. I started off in community college and then I transferred to a UC. Now, even though I loved it and thankfully I had many different kinds of blessings that helped me like go through UCSB financially in a sense where I did not have to take out like student loans because, you know, like working hard, saving, having amazing support systems really helped with that. However, as much as I loved UCSB, with UC tuition prices, honestly, and not being covered for financial aid because my parents barely made like the bracket, I was not feeling the tuition prices. Like I remember there was one quarter I spent $7,000 out of pocket with me and my parents combined. And then it wasn't until like, you know, as the quarters kept going in and like, Housing situations changed and whatnot. It went down to like 3K a quarter. This is just my personal like financial situation with SB. Like I'm sure with others it was different. Now, again, I had many great experiences, many great um, professional relationships with professors. However, it's just like, does education need to be that expensive, you know, in order to get all of it that comes with it, you know what I'm saying? Which is why personally, even before I transferred over to the Cal State over here in my area, I had already initially thought that, you know what, before I head to my doctorate degree, I want to pick up my master's at a Cal State. And I chose that route just because I was looking at it. And as long as I continued to work, save my money, I would be able to afford Cal State tuition on monthly payments and still get my master's and whatnot. Yes, it may, it was not going to be from like a UC standpoint, but I wouldn't be in crazy debt because it's like your girl, like I said previously before on like IGTV stories and whatnot, I'm still looking at another five years into my whole university journey. So it's like, as much as I want to like live and experience school to its potential, I'm also aware that like we have, I personally have to do it the best way financially. And as much as I like, again, like UCs are great. I'm glad that Cal States aren't being like underrepresented. Like they're actually really awesome. Like I love the fact that Cal States tend to be smaller campuses. The tuition rates are much more affordable and the fact that I don't know why, but I just feel like I've met a lot more inviting professors at a Cal State and community college than I did at a UC. Now, I say that because I'm not sure if many of you know this, but many professors, when they're working at a UC, like full time and whatnot, like, you know, they're actually like considered, um, what's the appropriate term? I think associated professor. Um, when they're considered that, it's because they are doing research for the university itself. And 
they have to make sure they have their research done, which takes a lot of time, more time than it takes to actually grade papers and teach lesson plans to your to your students in your courses. Now, again, I did meet some awesome professors I'm still in contact with from UCs, but it was not as many in comparison to the ones I met at community college and the ones I've been meeting at these Cal States I've been at so far, Cal State Fullerton and Cal State Stanislaus. The professors, like, they, it's not a research-based institution. So these professors, they are actually, like, teaching, teaching what they fully want to. They are able to, like, narrow down all the topics that are being said, really be able to stay engaged with the students. And even though, you know, I'm not really feeling these Zoom classes as a graduate student, um, I am loving the fact that like even Cal State professors, once again, in a Zoom setting on their syllabus, they literally have it written for us. If you need extra help, just text me. Our class isn't that big, so I'm able to like be flexible like that. And I love that. Professors really going out of their way to make sure that students, specifically minority students, are getting the proper help they needed. And as much as I love being a UC alumni, I don't want to like ignore the fact that Cal States are just as awesome because they're looking at the whole picture, professors being able to engage more, more affordable tuition. And there is like, there is a, I, on the two campuses I've been on Cal State wise as a student, there definitely is more of a minority population there in comparison to once again, when I was at my fellow UCSB, I didn't really see as many like minority students. I don't know. Well, I mean, in my Spanish major, because I double major in Spanish and global studies, in my Spanish major, yes, there were definitely more Latinos in those classes. However, those classes were only filled with Latinos, Latinx individuals. And when I was in my global studies classes, there was a huge, huge switch. Like, I would find a couple Latinx individuals as classmates. However, the my the larger student population in my classes, they were all not minority students, you know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with that, but I definitely saw the huge difference. And well, I don't know. It's it's good. And hold on, let me just reiterate my thoughts. UCSB is great. It honestly is. And you know, reflecting back, it's true. In my Spanish courses, I did see more minority groups. And I don't know if it had to do with the fact that like, Maybe us Latinx individuals just felt more comfortable being in a setting filled with other individuals that just get it, that get your cultura, get get the vulnerability that could be expressed in those classes a lot more than being in a different major major that doesn't have such a large minority population in their classes. So it feels a little more intimidating because I'm not going to lie. Like I remember sitting in my global studies courses, even though people were so nice like they really were. I honestly did not meet any mean people in either of my majors. They were very inviting and whatnot. I would inside feel intimidated to speak out about my thoughts on certain political issues or my thoughts on why capitalism and communism should like, you know, 
like which one is the best, I would always feel intimidated to share my thoughts in my global studies major. However, whenever I was in my Spanish literature courses, oh my goodness, I could not shut up. (laughs) I was that student where I always sat in the front. And even if my Spanish wasn't the greatest, because now my Spanish is way, like, trust me, like, and that's what I did my senior thesis in Spanish too. If you would have met me during my two years in SB, my Spanish is nothing compared to how my Spanish is now in the sense that I've always been able to read it and I could write it. However, when I would pronunciate it, it just, it wouldn't sound right. But yeah, so I just felt like I was able to express myself in those courses and I just, but I also don't want to ignore the fact that like UCs are definitely becoming every year more and more diverse. And that's why this year we're seeing that diversity happen by having the largest group of Californians, which, Californians, which are Latinos, Latinx individuals into the UC systems, which I think is great. And it's just like, how can I say this? I'm so happy to see this increase in numbers. I just, uh, I really don't like that it's happening during the time of COVID in the sense that these individuals that got into the UC schools are highest number ever for the Latinx community. It's when all UC classes are going to be online based, which then may make a lot of students want to reconsider, should I just save the pennies and do my first two years at a community college? Because if I'm not getting financial aid for these Zoom classes for a UC as an incoming freshman, why am I going to be spending all these coins and pennies when I could just do community college first and then just reapply to these UCs later? And that's like a really big thing that I thought about too. It's just like, how could like, how could schools not be more flexible right now with tuition costs, especially during a time where our gente, our Latinx people are just skyrocketed with our numbers and getting accepted. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. It's just a crazy time right now, but I'm just so happy for those that gone into UCs and even Cal State's right after high school. And if by any chance you ever feel like you need to reconsider the fact that you may, no, if you ever feel like you need to reconsider, sorry guys, I literally had all my points together, but I don't know if you can hear in the background, but my Thea's house phone, yes, she has a house phone, is ringing in the background. (laughs) And of course it would happen when I'm doing my podcast. Because usually um, when I'm doing my podcast, I pick it during a time frame where like no one is home except for my sister, but she's usually pretty good at like not speaking and whatnot when I'm recording because this little mic picks up a lot. But of course, (laughs) the phone just happens to ring right now. But anyways, let me go back to my initial thoughts, friends. So it's like, I guess we'll just have to see like what our fellow Latinx um, individuals are going to want to do. And it's like, if you do feel that you need to like take a step back, resign from your UC acceptance and just do community college, I'm with you. I support whatever decision you do because I know that is a hard one. It really is. I mean, I remember when I was in high school, I felt so shitty when I didn't really put myself into applying to more four-year universities. I was just like, nope, I'm just going to go straight into community college. That was my mindset at the time. But now it's a lot different. So I get you. It's like 
you want to strive for the best. You want to be the best you can be, and you always will be. Everyone's journey is different, and it doesn't matter where you start. All that matters is where you finish. And I just want you to know, again, if you just feel those pressures as a Latinx individual that you need to go to your UC right after high school and just pay those tuition rates if you don't get financial aid, then don't worry. You're not alone, and I will always understand you if you decide to do community college first. Now, the next topic I wanted to get into will be right after this break. All right, now we're back, everyone. So before we even end this segment, as you know, I got to let you in on some cheesemas, some things that have happened in my life, the kind of person I am. Now, fair warning, some of this little cheesemas, it's not always the most recent because let's be real, I kind of live like, I don't want to say a boring life because to me, it's really like, it's everything that I want right now. I'm in school, grad level program, I'm working, whatnot. But to some people, it's like, uh, that's not fun. So I get it. But um, it's crazy because I was talking to one of my really good friends, um, the business coach, Vanessa. You should definitely check her out on Instagram. And we were talking about how I was telling her, look, girl, I drop so much money on these grad courses. The least I can get out of it is some good content, which is why usually... On a daily, I'll at least make one or two lives per day. If I only make one live, that's when you really know I'm like stressing out. But I just try, I make sure to stay consistent with those daily lives, whether it's one or two on Instagram. So you can go ahead and check that out actually on Cafecito con Instagram. My bad. On Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, one thing I wanted to get into is the word innovator. Do any of you know what it is? If not, that's totally fine. And I actually got this term that then reminded me of a story I'm about to share with you in one of my summer courses I'm taking right now for my education degree. And basically, an innovator is a person who introduces new methods, ideas, and or products. So basically, the person that's the first guinea pig. And I'm not even kidding you guys. My whole life, I've always been, whenever, do you remember those classes when the teacher or professor would be like, any volunteers, the first person will grade you easier, da 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 da. I'm literally always the first guinea pig. And a lot of the times I have no idea what I'm doing, but I kind of just wing it because I'm like, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? That's always been my mentality since I was a kid. Now, this story specifically goes out to my mom because she's just been aching for me to share it. So back when I was about, I want to say the ages of four to maybe nine, ten, um, my father, he would not just like, he's a truck driver, right? But he also would like on the weekends go and DJ at parties. And you know, like us Latinos, like we're really good at like networking with one another and just finding out las fiestas, donde ir, todo eso. So my dad would find a couple or not even a couple, like every weekend parties to go DJ at. And usually he'd start the music and whatnot. Now remember this, this I started since I was a little girl. So that's why I've never been like nervous or anything. But whenever we'd go to the parties and my dad would start the music, obviously now I understand because I'm an adult, but whenever I'd go to these parties and it would be around six, seven o'clock, I would wonder, why are people dancing? Why are people just sitting and talking? That's so boring. Da, 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 da. That was my little girl mindset. 
obviously as an adult, you realize like, oh, like usually this, that's just like party protocol. Everybody shows up, they're glammed up. But the thing is people show up late, then they eat, then they go into la plática, la chisme. And we all know la plática when the plática is good, it's good. You can you can't get no one to leave that plática. You know what I'm saying? Until it's done. And I didn't know that at the time. So I would be like, why isn't anyone dancing? So literally, usually around like when I would see there were more people at the party, I'm just like, uh, I would literally get up without anyone telling me. And my parents would always find it the most hilarious thing. I would literally go into the middle of the dance floor while my dad's playing the music. Because also, a lot of the time, he'd be playing really good dance music, but no one would get up yet. Because again, there's party protocols. So then I would literally just start solo dancing by myself in a party filled with complete strangers that had no idea who I was. And they would just see this fluffy little pink concha just up there moving around doing her thing and I'm just like oh my gosh looking back I'm like oh wow I really have always been like that and sometimes if I felt like I needed a little like companion I would drag Karina my 20 year old sister now so she she's like five years younger than me I would drag her out to the dance floor and make her dance with me so I've always dragged her into everything. Any idea I have, whether it's like, for example, this podcast, I make her like help me research to like find ways to make it better. Or back when I was like five or nine, eight, any of those ages, when we'd go to those parties, I would just grab her and we'd start dancing and my parents would just be laughing. I'm pretty sure at first they were probably embarrassed, but nope. I'd be dancing to Enrique Iglesias' 1999 Bailamos song, just either me by myself or me as my sister. And believe it or not, people would actually get pumped up. And like after they'd watch me kind of dance for like a little bit, then they would eventually all start coming out to the dance floor sooner than expected that they probably would think like oh my gosh esta muchachita let's like get her off the stage by like doing something (laughs) and I promise you guys no one would tell me I was never worried nothing and I was like oh my gosh and then another quick story I could actually share with you that goes back to me being an innovator once again me just being me wanting to just start everything or stop something just depends so there was this one time I was literally at I was going to the doctor's office with my mom because growing up, I would also also always get sick a lot. It got to the point where I was like, I got pneumonia and it was like pretty bad. Anyways, so me and my mom were heading to one of my doctor's appointments because I was that kid that just always had earaches. So I was always kind of like crying and whatnot. But um, when we were on the elevator, it was just me and my mom. And I don't really remember the story. I just remember based on what my mom told me and her experience with it. But while we were there, another mom with her little son, I believe he was like younger than me from what I remember, they walk in and he starts crying and he's throwing a tantrum. It's a whole thing. And the woman tells my mom, oh, I'm sorry. He's just had a bad day. So me, I believe I was about five or six. I literally look up at the lady I look up at my mom, and then I look at the little boy, and then while he's still crying and having a tantrum, I just look at the lady, and I'm like, don't worry, I got this. 
And then I start talking to the kid as if we've known each other our whole lives. And within two minutes, he just stops crying. Not even two minutes. I'm going to say a couple seconds. And then my mom and that mom, they just started to laugh because it's like, who does this little concha think she is? Like, what? But then it worked. And I don't remember that incident in particular because my first childhood memory, believe it or not, was me actually sitting in that hospital bed when I had pneumonia. That's like my first one ever. Anyways, so that definitely did happen before I was diagnosed with it. But yeah, so it's just like me thinking I could just, uh. but the, the thing about me though, even though I've always been an innovator, pretty much a little guinea pig, thinking I could save the world, do this and that since I was a kid, I've always also done it in like a polite respectful manner even as a kid because it's like no one likes a malquiada you know what I'm saying Uh, there we go my Spanish being a little weenie but yeah nobody likes a mean person nobody likes a bossy person no I've just I would consider myself as an innovator who kind of knows how to take action without coming off like rude you know what I'm saying and I don't know but like I've just I don't know. Let me know on my Instagram. Any picture you want, just comment below on my Instagram handle, Cafecito con Estrellita. If you're someone that like likes to take the lead, likes to make sure things get done, or if you're more of someone that likes to see somebody like try it out first, like up in there, like yo, como yo, then go ahead and let me know because I'm genuinely curious because <laughs> I was definitely a little crazy if you ask me, but harmless. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I've actually been playing with different, um, how would I say it, platforms for recording. So then when I upload them to Anchor, they sound more like clear and whatnot. So go ahead and let me know on my Instagram or leave me a review on Apple Podcasts to tell me and let me know how you're liking the new like audio features. It's like the first part of the episode, I used a different platform that is given by Garage. Garage Band, which is by um, usually on Apple products. And then on the second part of this episode, I switched it up again to see how everything sounds. Now it's time to officially end this episode of Cafecito con Estrellita, but don't worry, you know I'll be back next week. And we're kicking it, not kicking it off, more like putting it all together with this quote. Taking care of yourself is being productive. The Female Hustlers. Now, go ahead and check them out on Instagram, and usually I would dissect this quote, but honestly, guys, this episode has been pretty long, but no worries. We'll talk more about other quotes next week, other different kind of content, and I just, uh, I just wanted to be next week already. All right, everyone, have a good one, and I'll talk to you soon.